to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I listen because Rod and Karen are hot. Mm. There are now a number of studies that investigate biased behavior on sharing platforms, looking at both buyers and sellers. And all of them, researchers find evidence of discrimination. A second Airbnb experiment, similar to the Harvard study, found even higher levels of refusal of African-American guests. They were 19% more likely to be rejected when they attempted to book rooms than they were they were whites there's also evidence of discrimination in other in the other direction against how host of color using data scrapped from the airbnb uh, scraped from the airbnb website two of the harvard researchers found that black hosts earn 12 percent less than for their listings than non-black hosts controlling for quality and other determinants of price so wow that's i'll get into that in a second as as we'll see in a moment our research yields a similar finding another airbnb study that also included europe and looked at both blacks and muslims found that hosting both groups netted lower room rates interpersonal discrimination has also been found on labor platforms analysis of scraped of scrap yeah scraped data from taskrabbit.com uh found that the platform uh found that the platform algorithm is less likely to recommend black taskers a survey-based study of TaskRabbit in chicago found that residents of lower income neighborhoods of color were underrepresented as earners the median income of chicago taskers was twice the poverty line a field experiment on ride hailing apps found that black users experienced longer wait times and twice as much cancellations and that women's rides were longer and more expensive than men's while rod hailing is acknowledged to be less discriminatory than taxi service for which there is a long history of racist refusal of individual passengers and unwillingness to take fares to certain areas it has not completely eliminated this bias the first study of gender differences among uber drivers found that women are earning seven percent less than men contrary to disruptionist predictions that the gig economy will favor women because of its it offers flexibility the economist authors of this paper suggest that there's little reason to believe the gender gap will close another type of discrimination is by disability even with some of the recent adaptations ride hail service vehicles are still less accessible than taxis airbnb listings don't have to comply with disability regulations this inequality is growing as the platform scale hey welcome to the blackout test podcast your host rod and karen and we're live on a saturday night doing some feedback you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic search the blackout test leave us five star reviews the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport a bullet ball extreme um of course today is a feedback episode so we're going to talk about all the things you had to say about the things we had to say uh today's excerpt is from after the gig uh after the gig by juliet shore um and uh yeah that i'm i'm, I'm i've read this part of this part already but um it's just talking about racial discrimination and these apps that a lot of them were pitched as the way to stop racial discrimination mm-hmm. and that this would be more fair than the racism of society but one it's kind of hard to solve for a societal issue through an app yes and society still affects the app right and then two it's hard to guarantee an experience when you're using an app that allows freedom to the individual and the individual can be racist 
Correct. 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 And non-racist, sexist, homophobic, all the isms, like all the, those things don't go away just because you want to create this app. And also, uh, one of the things, uh, a lot of times the way these apps are pitched, you can tell why people are behind them because a lot of these apps are pitched blind, colorblind, um, homosexual blind disability blind we're just blind to everything bitch you can't be blind to it because people have to live with the shit every day and they are reminded every day of whatever this thing is so they're not blind to it so you can't be blind to it because you being blind to it is society also being blind to it which is uh, part of the problem well i and then what's even worse though is sometimes their pitch is they will fix the issues so they're saying we're not like because of our quote unquote like you say blindness our lack of bias when it comes to these issues because of that we will fix the issue so racism won't be a factor anymore like it is in taxis because we have uber well when you see my profile picture as a black person and that i'm requesting a ride um or you can't see my profile picture until you say accept and then you see it and you go decline right did did you solve racism and and also because you take no responsibility for the for the experience of your app except for maybe you'll reprimand the driver or you'll reprimand the 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 the, the passenger you know kick them off the platform or something you don't take any any um responsibility mm-hmm. so you get to be like we're not racist the people on the app are racist and you know we respond accordingly so you know what I'm saying so you get to be like no uber's not racist but yeah, black people get turned down for drives 17% more. You know, Airbnb is not racist, but yeah, black people need uh, 30% more time, like 30% of the time they get declined. Yeah, that's why I say it's all bullshit. They are using your platform. Whenever somebody uses a platform, they don't give a fuck about a franchise. They don't care. All they see is your name. My individual driver, not trying to be funny, don't mean a motherfucking thing to me. I ordered Uber. I didn't order that individual driver. I didn't call, you know, Jim Jones to come to my house. I called Uber to come to my house. Mm -hmm. And so Uber is responsible and accountable. And they, Uber, you know, Lyft, whatever, whatever services is out there, Airbnb, a lot of these gig economy services, DoorDash, they don't want to take responsibility because if they take responsibility, they will have to do the right thing, which means they will have to actually live by the shit that they say and a lot of times the things that they say are almost impossible to fix and they know it so they pitch it like we're not the problem your experience is the problem well bitch i'm using your platform and you're a part of the experience too you can't be you can't be over something and then say i'm not a part of the experience if something goes wrong yeah but that is exactly what they do that is the the business plan the business model and it's really how they kind of get by with the shit is just being like hey that that's that was an individual taxi driver that had that issue yeah and 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 the the thing that's very uh frustrating about it is that a lot of this shit is the federal government's responsibility to come in and fucking regulate them like they should have and be like no y'all still need to abide by the same rules the same regulation the same guidelines as taxis yeah so it's just um and what do you do when society is already racist you know because you can't necessarily fix these things with an app um and then also what do you do when after we've like when they i love how they looked at it statistically and they were like no not just the percentage but the money 
black they don't want to stay in black people's houses Mm -mm. when they see like you know black drivers i'm sure look at black customers and think "Uh uh-oh black customers look at black drivers and think "Uh uh-oh like anti-blackness is prevalent and i love how they broke it down they didn't say black and white they said non-black so people don't mind staying and paying higher prices to stay in people's uh airbnb as long as they're not black right like that tells you something about just it's specifically black people that people find you know um unprofitable unsavory uh whatever and because of that everyone pays a price the driver pays a price and the 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 rider pays a price the airbnb host pays a price as does the person who wants to to stay in an airbnb like it's still racism it's just in the gig economy instead of in a hotel and in the hotel if you have the money they don't know or care because it's such Mm-mm. a big business they're not Mm-mm. supposed to do that Mm-mm. you know what i mean like they can't go here's a rate for the black person right. that wants to stay in a hotel room and here's a rate for the white person you know but with the gig economy it's hard to make that argument because i can be like i just didn't feel like letting this person stay in my house right right because it's not like the the property it's not like they own the property they they're not maintenance in your vehicle they're not doing the upkeep of your vehicle that's your this is my house so i get to determine who stays in my house which is a true statement mm-hmm. but it's also one of those things where if you're using a public platform you you can't discriminate you're using a public when it's i go, really a private platform though that's the thing it's not really public you see what i'm saying it's a private business people are transact like a public for example a public platform is the bus that's the well available to the general public you pay money you can ride anywhere in in in, in charlotte right mm-hmm. get on the bus mm-hmm. a uber is not a public platform I, you see what i'm saying and, like and, that's how they that's how they get i'm just telling you how they get around it okay they're they're like this is a private company this is my private house i decide yes, who stays yes, in who stays yes, out yes yes it's yes. that blending oh, okay, okay yeah and when they want it to be is is none of your fucking business it's my house and when they don't and then you know what i'm saying like whenever you call them on being responsible it's none of your fucking business but when they pitch it to you it's this is a public good that will change the world right and so that's and so that's that's why i say it's on a public platform for the fact that anybody in the public has the right to use it it's not like it's a club and only people in the club can use it you put this out for the public anybody that has access to it to be able to use it it's like social media though is facebook a public platform to you i mean technically it's supposed to be but they can kick you off of there anytime yes they can so everybody doesn't have access to it you see what i'm saying not everybody can use it what if you don't have internet or if you don't have a smartphone you see what i'm saying so like there's loopholes to even get in in the first place there's just assumptions that we make like and this and and i say assumptions based off of marketing it's not assumptions we make because we're just oh we just think everything they tell us that this thing is for everybody it's gonna bring us all together but that's not the truth it's a it's a company it's a right corporation right and 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 the thing about it is that it's false advertisement because you you you're going to the general public and the thing is like you say it's already stipulations to get into it you have to be of a certain income in order to even order uber which means you have to have a credit card a lot of times you have to have a bank account a lot of times you know you have to have be able to have a smartphone to get an app like so there's already barriers for you to get this which means you're already knocking out a subsection of society okay so one 
once we get past you're already knocking out a subsection of society the other people i'm considering the public because you're going to these people and you're telling them hey anybody can use this well it's false from the beginning because everybody can't use it from the get-go because everybody can't afford the service and, and whatever the barriers are to get the service and then my thing is that it's false advertisement because like you said yes it's your public i mean it's your private house but when you pitch it to me it's not private it's public like i can go and i can do all these things i have public access so for me it's very it's it's like it's very frustrating from that perspective and it's like you're not telling the truth and it's public when you want to be public and private when you want to be private where then then you want to muddy the water and confuse the general public on purpose so that when these arguments come up people that use the service and love the service want to continue to use the service and want to continue to play the race that they're paying but the reason why they're paying the race that they're paying is because you're not paying the people the race that they they should be they should be paying um what do you mean they're not paying them people who love a lot of these apps a lot of times depending on the things a lot of times it's depend on how you go sometimes it's actually cheaper than a taxi the mm. reason why it's cheaper than a taxi is because you're not paying benefits you're not paying health care you're not co- mm. like you're, you're you're not coughing up the cost so that you're so that you would be, actually be charging more yeah i think what it is is that there's inequality and loopholes and um exploitation already in the market before these apps come again correct so uh cabs have been notoriously racist already mm-hmm. so racism finding its way into the uber product even though it was pitched as a solution to racism is not that unexpected and it still might be a better option than taking a cab you see what i'm saying yeah. so that's what happens in a lot of people's cases it's like it was sold to you as one way but it's not that way but then the, it's still better than the alternative or preferable to an alternative i mean if something is as cheap as the bus sometimes people will deal with racism to be like but i'm in a private car with just one driver and i'm not on the bus you know so i think a lot of that stuff comes into play too uh but let's start the show butterfly in the sky i can go twice as high take a look it's in a book a reading rainbow i can go all right feedback okay so we're going to talk about the polls we have on our website the comments you left on our website the blackout tips gonna read the five-star review we got this week on itunes just got one this week but we're gonna hope for more Mm -hmm. uh didn't get any on stitcher so if you're out there listening and you haven't left us a review we would appreciate that we would um we're going to get to your emails we're gonna get to your voicemails that you left 704-557-0186 all this stuff is in the show notes uh for where you can leave these these things and be heard on the show but then there's also some people that gave us money okay they went to the blackoutist.com looked on the right hand side and said i'm gonna put something on this and they left us a tip and we want to give them a shout out 
recession, depression, and unemployment. This song's for you. Today's a new day. New day, new money. Tracy J with the recurring donation. Thank you, Tracy. Preston, Team Dro, appreciate the recurring donation. Cedric W, Malanike I, our girl Allegra from uh, the Ate My Brain Network. <laughs> uh, Nelly L, we got a one-time donation from Anna L who says, "I wish it could be more or recurring." you guys always make my day a little brighter oh thank you thank you and it's the you know it's the wish that counts okay that's what i say uh i just made that up brand new phrase it's the wish that counts okay uh calvin n thank you very much for your current donation james g gerard l monica t Corey b lashonda s uh tyrone m call him uh jason l <laughs> Lanika M, Alexander M, Dostry J, Waste Bees by Sura, Jasmine A, Michael Irvin, Playmaker, Sarah B, and Eric M, Attitude Check, Fucko Price, you know, uh, and that's everybody. Thank you. Nothing but clouds and it's dark in my heart And, and I feel, feel like a cold night It ain't easy, but today's a new day But well, tell, tell me where are the blue skies Where is that love, y'all? Where is the love and the joy that you promise you tell me it's alright Alright, let's get to these five-star reviews We only got one It's a, But it's a, it's a great review because it's from Nigeria Hey. Proving that we are diasporatical ass niggas. Shout out to T with Queen Day. That's why I learned you can say it that way. I think that's how it works. Diasporatical. Or is <laughs> it like diaspora and we radical? Because I'm not really a radical. It's like diasporatic moderate niggas. No. Di- diaspora medium niggas. <laughs> Nick kind of woke ish adjacent to ass niggas. I don't know five stars on this five star podcast this one is one of my one of the only podcasts that I, i'm subscribed to that has me hooked every single week i listen to Ryan and karen several times a week sharing their very honest and nuanced views about everything from pop culture to politics and i always learn something new their tv show recaps are also some of the best out there so if politics is not your thing catch up on some of their soon to be some of your soon to be favorite tv shows with tvgwt also if you had a coins to spare going premium will open up a whole new world that will enrich your life and feed your soul thank you oh thank you okay a whole new world that's what we into over here Mm -hmm. it's not just princess jasmine it's also us (laughs) this podcast is truly as the kids say everything and that is from zinzi underscore iyaji i think it's iyaji uh from nigeria thank you zinzi we appreciate you all the way from nigeria okay mm. podcast going all over the globe oh everywhere i love it okay no they on twitter i was told that the blacks and the african americans and the africans we not supposed to get along but guess what this ain't twitter come on this is real life okay i don't i don't buy into that bullshit Mm-mm. um all right let's get to these comments on the website we got episode 2168 biggest podcast love which had two comments brooklyn shoebag says dear rod and karen i was hit pretty hard by the passing of chadwick boseman because black panther means so much to me 2017 was such a rough year with trump becoming president the school shootings and just blatant racism everywhere 
although it is always hard to be black 2017 made it more cute black panther sparked something not just in me but in so many black children and adults around me the last time i had witnessed the feeling of collective hope was when barack obama won the 28 2008 election maybe that's a bit hyperbole but i work with children so they connect more with superhero the politicians Mm -hmm. shit grown-ups i don't know like i don't everyone kept saying this about the children and i did feel bad for the kids man because i i remember when christopher reeves was paralyzed not the same as dying but right i do remember as a kid having to have that moment of like oh this make-believe thing stuff happens to people mm-hmm. and this is make-believe and so for some kids this is going to be their moment of this is make-believe this is stuff this is not you know these people are people and they're just acting and giving us entertainment and the mythology is not there but the movie is the movie kids will always have that movie they'll always have that moment um so you know but but yeah i I can see how kids will be affected but i just keep thinking adults are affected by this Mm -hmm. you know i've seen so many adults that are bothered by this that are Mm -hmm. down in the doldrums people changing their avatars to chadwick boseman pictures and putting tributes on there and taking pictures of their kids doing black panther funerals with their toys mm-hmm. uh so that's just that's a, to me that's the adult you choosing to share your kid doing that is an adult thing not a kid decision you see what i'm saying if your kid like if your kid did that in your house you still the one that took the picture put it on facebook so that's yeah if that's, it's on your account as an adult yeah yeah so that's you that's you mourning that's not just your kid at that point so i just think adults are in mourning too man and there's a lot happening you know people dying and of course covid of course the racism of the presidency getting worse and worse and worse as the election ramps up um shout out to everybody said you know two sides of the same coin donald trump is definitely showing you he is not on that fucking coin like mm-hmm. like his plan is to be a racist that is just totally different than joe biden and i don't give a fuck what you think about it you don't yeah. got like me and shout out to everybody that said we was gonna have this revolution and it was just gonna bring everybody together and people mm-hmm. just gonna be yeah shout out to y'all too but uh yeah so I, I think a lot of people feel that way i can't tell you how many times i've seen that movie every few months i either watch the entire film the trailer or the crown and ceremony i recently watched it and i cried at the end like i always do because that movie makes me so happy i remember following the news during the pre-production of the movie and getting more and more excited with every tidbit marvel released at one point the running joke among my friends is that soon they'd be announcing we were starting a movie because it seemed black panther was employing every black person born in retrospect i couldn't think of one black actor that could have been cast as t'challa chadwick boson made the black panther his and is for better or for worse the fat that fantastic performance and the movie will be his legacy yeah i mean definitely man i i, I have thoughts about all that shit but you know I, I just trust disney they'll figure it out they'll do something mm-hmm. that will probably that will honor him and not feel like some cheap bullshit i'm sure you know and that's really what you hope for um so no matter what storyline they do if they replace him with a different actor if shuri becomes black panther like the comics and stuff because people keep bringing that storyline up that's true but then t'challa didn't he he's alive in the comics so you know that character still exists so who knows what disney and marvel will do you know whatever they do will be fine you know at the end of the day and yeah he left a mark that is irreplaceable like whoever takes steps into that role 
it would be uh it would be a daunting task for them if they if they did that yeah and like i said i have my opinions about it too but it's just one of those things where um most people that they asked would probably decline from it like like you know what i'm saying like maybe, you know, maybe i mean somebody would might may take the role i mean i'm not you're saying talking about would. such a big role yes that, that's very hard to decline and we're talking in the immediacy of a thing yes movies um black Panther 2 is not gonna happen until 2022 at if then yeah it's gonna be a while so if you telling me two to three years from now people won't be like okay we mourned him there's probably been a movie level of a tribute to him at some point mm-hmm. another actor if they decide to go that route would take that role I yeah think. that's if they decide yes yeah it's, it's so i don't th- like because i think people are, right now it's everything feels so raw that it's yeah, like that's what, that, it will be a slap in the face it's like like i think the nigga from power what's his name uh he played ghost on power whatever his name is yes and, 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 he made a facebook post an uh, instagram post basically saying that with the time he met chadwick bozeman he they shared some words and he basically told me i had the mantle necks after him and shit and like of course that's distasteful amari harwick i think is his name har something yeah harwick okay yeah he that's distasteful that shit was very out of pocket yes and 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 when i'm saying that statement i'm saying like the immediacy like right now nobody nobody and, and if it was some of the things where they were talking to people they'd be like don't come up with that public right now i don't want that heat <laughs> yeah yeah i don't i just don't think anyone's making those moves in this moment Mm-mm. you know whatever's gonna happen is gonna be a while from yes, now sir. like shit is black widow never came out Mm-mm. you know what i mean spider-man's new movie didn't come out like it's just gonna be a while before any of this shit matters you know mm-hmm. so i just think everybody can kind of calm down and and you know just let it slide but yeah and a lot of times with this like everything else everybody had their agendas and their you know just like uh politics and uh music and shit when it comes to these comic books people have their agendas with this shit too people jump in with the sexism and mm-hmm. all that shit and the racism and all that shit like just give people some time yes just give some people some time that's it that's it we don't need an answer right now Mm-mm. no nobody gotta make an answer tomorrow um and and there's a lot of good actors out there that you know yes, could, i i'm the opposite of people where i don't I, I love chadwick boseman and i thought he was a great actor but i do think there's other black actors that could play that role it's like yeah. it's like james bond or something but i guess james bond's for white people but where it's like there's a lot of talent out there and we just don't think we can't think of it now you know that's and that's okay but it doesn't mean that there won't be you know other black actors that could do a good job in that role if if called to it yeah and 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 all the aside it's one of those things where it's not the same but it's kind of the same it's like spider-man anybody could be underneath the mask you yeah. know and it's one of the things where anybody can be black panther and so it's just one of those things to where uh if disney was to get somebody else to play him they would do it in a tasteful way like it's not like they would just disrespect everything and erase and they definitely wouldn't be talking about it now when it feels the most like morbid so yes yeah thank you for bringing back the chad with bozeman black history movie trailer still funny as fuck i'm going back in the archives to listen to some of your black panther and chad with bozeman commentary with my black with my black panther and okoye action figure standing guard by my computer sorry for the long-winded ramble Ryder karen thanks for all you do Ryder karen and the black out to his nation your work and your dedication is appreciated wakanda forever you too thank sis you. yeah man i mean that's my movie that's my dude 
if you listen i think people was almost expecting to hear the show and just have me like blubbering crying or breaking down but it's 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 just sad it's tragic but there's something at least the way i look at life like there's something to the fact that he got to do all that stuff and he kind of knew what the deal was and he fought that fight and he gave that art to the world Mm -hmm. and he left that legacy and was fully cognizant of the decisions he got to make Mm -hmm. and uh most of us that's better than we can hope for you know what i'm saying like to to just kind of like and it's not that i think he's like i know i'm dying like i think he actually was like i'm fighting this shit so it's you know just a talented dude and i i guess to me i just couldn't even believe that that movie happened like you know and y'all remember if you've been listening long enough you remember way before he was on people's radar like that i was like that is the only dude i could see playing this shit and but i didn't expect it to happen because i never expect just because i think some shit don't mean nothing and so when it happened i was like not only is marvel the greatest but they following me on twitter you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh so yeah man I, i'm you know i i rest in peace man because he's just to me the thing is he bigger than just that movie he bigger yes. than that one role mm-hmm. he was a real person one of the one of those people that you never hear anything bad about mm-hmm. um and you know that and just just seemed to, to just be a good dude and you know sucks to lose him Mm-hmm. d ramsey says listen to the feedback show and i'm so grateful to the black guy to his community when i could not sleep on friday i was about to use one of the mother youtube black screens that helped you fall asleep i haven't heard of that i saw cnn on msnbc had breaking news about chadwick boseman dying of colon cancer i've lost a grandmother and grandfather to cancer and this hurts we'll kind of forever love you both in the black out to his nation thanks d ramsey mm-hmm. yeah i think that's the other thing it's just reminding people of so much loss and stuff that people have experienced yes yeah, so for a lot of yeah. adults that's why it's because yes yes it is, it is impacting the children but it's rolling through more adults than they really think. Even people who might not even have been into Marvel movies like that, for the fact that death, which is something that's final to us mm-hmm. on this side, we, you know, people have feelings about that. Emotions, you've lost loved ones, particularly like like the, uh, the person just wrote in, if you lost loved ones to cancer, you recently had someone pass or things like that. Like it brings up all those memories. And so... I know it did for me so for me that's how i was like okay let me take a break i, I can't do this yeah not this week especially was hard for me like people say last week was hard but this week was the week that i almost broke down to tears because i got some real bad news that uh somebody some some you know everybody has a time on this earth and stuff but something that i love is gone forever and it hurt me to know that the Mexican pizza from Taco Bell is gone. Come on. This song's I wasn't going to talk about it, y'all. Come I on. wasn't. I tried to be strong for y'all, but. All, all my 20s. Mm-mm. I can't. Me and, me and the homie Nick Jew was talking about on the timeline today. And, I mean. How, how did you get yours? 2020 and taking everything. Was like a, was it the number three? I think it was number three. Uh, I think it was the number four. Number Came four. with ta- two tacos. Um, 
of which you know my greedy ass ordered uh, more stuff too but <laughs> <laughs> with, with that with that big ass gallon soda i give me that big beef mexi belt as well but uh yeah i that was my shit they knew me okay they knew it was your boy when i pulled up and got that mexican pizza combo and to know that it's gone forever and we'll never be able forever, to my nigga to, to share these moments with one another okay because it was there for me during the hangovers it was there for me when i was broke when i when i ain't have no money i was in Come college on, we used to scrape our monies together and get mm-hmm. and get that and uh crispy cream and mm-hmm. uh 20 dollars we thought we were living it up and don't y'all try to fucking all snacks matter to me Mm-mm. oh they still got chalupa they look i blame myself for this because i didn't say enough when they got rid of the lava sauce I let that I let that go. It hurt me yeah, to my heart. Yeah, you enjoyed that. I hurt me to my heart, but I said, okay, some things is only here for a temporary time on this earth. But I always thought we would have the Mexican pizza, y'all. I did. <laughs> right. I, I I guess it's foolish to say that, but I just always thought it would be there for me, like it had been through my whole life. So rest in peace to the to the Mexican pizza. Sorry, I just had to say that. I had to get it off my chest, y'all. I'm so sorry. I know y'all didn't come here for this. <laughs> The poll, did you watch any of the RNC? Yes or no? 6% say yes, 94% say no. And Katura writes in, why would I watch that? No thanks. They can keep it. Yeah, I'm with you. But I know some people that did watch it. I mean, 6% of our audience watched it. Some people say they watch it to keep up with the enemy. But I don't know, man. I just can't bring myself to do it. Like, I get all types of news articles. There's all types of shit that tells me what they do all the time. Like, shit was bad enough last week. I definitely want to add to it with listening to a bunch of racists lie to me and tell me the fucking COVID virus is over and yeah, shit. Yeah, like I said, I'm not watching. I'm not purposely going and watching the Klan rally. I'm good. Yeah, I really do hope that coronavirus was in the building. Okay. I just hope it was a guest on the list. Okay. And that it touched everybody i hope uh <laughs> 2169 defunding magic city um the poll i mean the comment we got was from rich i wish princess die was still alive to see Meg to meet megan i believe they would have been fast friends like megan diana didn't give a fuck about the royal titles or white pettiness both megan and diana cared diana cared about helping others i also think that's why harry chose megan to be his wife he saw his mother's qualities in megan i believe i i agree with you i don't know enough about the uh royal family to because i it just never was my shit i don't here's the thing man it's a lot of shit i don't really care about but i think sometimes not caring is means i'm not gonna yuck your young correct so for the people that do care about that shit that's black that i'm like cool like enjoy y'all got a black princess or whatever black duchess like i never felt a need to squash that down it's like mm-hmm it doesn't really affect shit over here for me anyway Mm-mm. she seemed like a good person and then you know every time i look up she's saying or doing some shit that i think is pretty dope so i don't know i'm not gonna just hate her because that you know y'all decided that that's what my politics should be Come on. and i'm not and if you hate the person that's cool but keep that energy away from me i don't want to talk to you about that like that that negativity shit is is real i'm telling you man it's a real uh rabbit hole people fall into the poll was joe biden barbershop talks good idea bad idea or and wait and then i just put me i meant to put meh 
<laughs> good idea bad idea me i think they understood i meant to say <laughs> sorry about that typo but 68 percent said it's a bad idea which i i think i'm in the 68 percent. i don't think he should do it Mm-mm. uh i don't think him kamala anyone should do it Mm-mm. uh then um let me make this bigger um then it looks like 22 percent said meh and 10 percent of y'all think it's actually a good idea of course none of you left notes to write in because why would you ever when you say some unpopular shit in the post why would you ever justify or explain it and try to convince us maybe it's right i don't know brooklyn shube says no barbershops are for talking shit getting divorced getting driving directions and massage uh massage massage messaging oh wait and, yeah messaging conspiracy theories it's a place for the community to let their hair down and not feel the confines of proper society behavior to bring real politics to a barbershop is a mistake and i'm not talking about respectability the whole temporary of black barbershops meeting super foot in the mouth of joe biden is a bad 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 idea joe biden could go in there with the purest of hearts and intentions but it's going to go wrong it's going to provide excuses for black people to not vote who weren't going to vote anyway and provide more material for trump's biden smear ads that haunt my youtube account this idea feels like a publicity stunt for the organizers mm-hmm. yeah i'm i'm not as pessimistic as you but i de- definitely see exactly what you mean like i just think all these moments like this people are in the business of taking it out of context and a lot of people don't know they've been programmed like mm-hmm. if you were if you were a bernie supporter and you were following bernie supporters and you were that's your like online community then you've been watching videos of every gaffe joe biden has ever made for the last like at least nine months or so right and if you've been doing that then you just think he's a fucking gaffe prone idiot um more than likely you think he's a rapist or you've been saying stuff like he's a rapist with no fucking compunction or 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 whatever you just been saying that shit because you don't like him you don't want him to win and that's the society we're in right now you don't like somebody anything you say is fair game right mm-hmm. uh he a racist too and he you know uh, he said uh, if you don't vote for me you ain't black i mean what is he trying to say you know like you've been doing that so long you're not gonna stop Mm-mm. but moments like this with this barbershop shit to me are just like moments like the if you don't vote for me you ain't black why are you even on Charlemagne's show am i saying Charlemagne gonna set you up dog? no i'm just saying every time you every time a politician goes on there we end up talking about not their issues not their platform but some viral moment right so i would have told you don't even go on there Mm-mm. you know they had a good conversation none of us talked about it we talked about that last 0.5 seconds of the conversation and that's the only thing that went viral and the only thing people care about he could have went on there right. and outlined his whole plan for black america it and it don't matter because people gonna go he ain't got no plan for black america did you hear what he said he said uh blah 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 just it's not worth it and i think the barbershop shit is this more of the same and i think it's patently it's really weirdly offensive to me because i know that black women put in the work in the democratic party and on those campaigns mm-hmm. and that's why the, we have a black woman as a vp i think that was very savvy of joe biden to pick kamala harris but that being said why do we keep like pivoting to these black men who are like contrarians to be the, the the to lead the discussion on the black community you don't speak for the fucking community Mm-mm. like i don't need somebody who's like homophobic and transphobic being like yeah but what's your plan for the black community you know what i'm saying i don't need that person being the person that 
says joe biden needs to answer to me i don't need somebody who's an anti-semite like you know like like some of these people being like okay now joe biden what's your plan for black america no you you don't get to be the one in the room right because you're not down with none of the other plans that are like uh, we're not anti-semitic we're not a transphobic party we're we're not this we're not that the other ideals that we want so let a black person that's that 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 cares about that shit be the person up there talking to joe biden yes and it's also one of those things where you're like we don't want you in the room because you obviously haven't been keeping up on anything because if we're this you're this far into this close to it being to the election and you're still talking about what's your plans you 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 don't, you don't get a voice man you you right. don't get a voice because it's obviously you don't give a fuck enough to read to google to look it up and also when you say well what are you doing at this stage right here it don't matter what they say like right. like like we're so close to the election to if i hear somebody make that step i go oh you don't give a fuck and you weren't gonna vote for them anyway right. or no matter what they do you were not going to be satisfied with their answer so you don't get to come out and say i'm the voice and i just want to be clear i don't think it's going to be because they ain't talking about jews have a weather machine or some other like some other like ridiculous shit i just think that there's a cachet to being the kind of quote-unquote liberal or progressive or democrat voter who goes yeah but i still say fuck about joe biden like there's too much cachet in that and those dudes are gonna get off on that like there's gonna be a yeah he came and talked to me because i'm the most important and that you know and there's that ego to the shit that's not about this election at all this is not the time for that and i anyone that thinks it is is a fucking fool so to me if you're still trying to get off and get a little bit of like publicity on being the person that stood there with your arms folded while joe biden explained his plans then then the, at this late stage in the game i don't i don't have use for you Mm-mm. and i definitely don't want you to have like a fucking platform to do that shit no, so you, i hate that they're participating in that if the if and when it goes down but no i don't expect it to be embarrassing no i don't expect it to go bad and there'll be a bunch of gas i just think it's pointless and it re it reinstitutes this message of subliminally black men are the leaders of the black community regardless of how much work black women have put into the party no matter how much they put into activism no matter how much uh that black men have have completely uh abandoned other marginalized identities within our uh community and ignored them right that people go yeah but we should always go to the black men at first and i think that's not smart Mm-mm. so it doesn't mean you have to leave black men out of every discussion or anything like that i mean there could be black men in the room but it's just the barbershop league to me means a very black male centric and black male people who are holding out type of environment not a very inclusive environment and it also because of those type of people that are holding out at this at this stage those are the people that are the least likely to be um high information voters those are gonna be low information type of shit so (sighs) i do i do expect it to you know i i like it's the kind of thing where like y'all y'all will see like y'all will see in the chat it'll it'll eventually when it's announced that it's killer mike and shit like that y'all will see what i'm saying like it's okay well yeah this isn't some highbrow shit like and also low-key man another thing i don't like about this shit is the uh, the black barbershop thing always becomes this it's like this weird 
quasi-tokenism shit. You know what I mean? Like, why can't you just go on Joy and Reed's show? Like, why it's gotta be... You know what I'm saying? For us, it's gotta be the... she has a platform that's designed for Yeah, why, why for us do it? Why can't you just go on, like, a podcast? Why can't you go on Michelle Obama's podcast? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, why it's gotta... For us, it's always, like... It just feels weird like yeah and and, and, and this and this i I take in my opinion is one of those things to where and i understand but it's very frustrating it's like they're going to cater towards men and they feel like this is a way to cater towards men but the thing is the men that's like will only listen to you because you went on a quote-unquote barbershop format show it's not your targeted audience. You, yeah. you I mean, not tell me funny because they're low information. They're they 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 don't really care about whatever. We're and they've made about. they've made they stake their value on not caring. Which Correct. Is the part. Like I said, I don't mind you being like, well, I would like to hear his plans. It's just yes. you clearly don't want to hear his plans. Like there's value for Ice Cube to not know what Joe Biden's plan is. There's value for Charlemagne to not know to say i don't know and he don't got a plan and you just keep saying it over and over meanwhile you're eroding enthusiasm for the vote meanwhile when he has a plan you go i'm not gonna read that shit and then you go he don't got a plan there's a lot of people that do that um and like i said it's i don't know it's just it's just weird that we get the barbershop shit you know what i mean it's just weird it's, that's all it's like that's a black thing we're gonna like i want to talk to black men we're going to the barbershop it's just just i don't know it's just it's not bad it just it's just like why is that shit always for us it's never like going to the supercuts to talk to the white community <laughs> like it's always no, our shit never do that you know what i mean <laughs> it's just weird anyway uh 2170 welcome to the cookout jim gaffigan uh eve says too bad jim gaffigan didn't speak up sooner but i guess better late than never i mean that's what the cookout is for the mm-hmm. bare minimum okay you out here asking for the world sis mm-hmm. jim gaffigan ain't got no time machine Mm-mm. hopefully more white people on the fence will wake up and speak on the as the election uh draws near makes me sick to see so many people say biden is just as bad as trump fuck every single person who says that bullshit something we agree on ev you know mm-hmm. what yes we agree oh okay because it's one of those things where it's very very frustrating when you go y'all, y'all don't see the building on fire but they the same get the fuck mm-hmm. out of here right um and i think also like a lot of people just disguise their ignorance in that yes they do because it's something you can say that listen there's a lot of people that aren't very educated and i don't get i don't blame them it's hard to keep up with politics yes it is and it's difficult even with it affecting your life every day and the more you learn about it the more you find out it's not easy simple choices and everything is good and everything's bad and once you find that out it's kind of like no incentive you see what i'm saying because we like to be simple and be like everything good everything bad and so i think people think they like they're making themselves seem above it and seem like they're smarter than other people when they're like well it's all bad right i mean we we agree it's all bullshit no we don't agree and i know that that's the cool thing to say but that's also a good way to stay uneducated because if you just go it's all bullshit then that means and i don't need to read about any of it i don't need to follow it it's you know it's just bullshit you know they are they're all corrupt right anyway so i'm gonna move on and it's like no that's not true and as a black person that has studied some of our history in america damn sure it matters a whole lot 
like there's always been one party in this country at some point in time there's always at least one one party that goes we want to eradicate these black people and so if you think that doesn't matter think again because which one comes to power changes a lot for us very quickly yes it does hot pockets meh yum or yuck karen yum i haven't had them in years but uh mm. yum if like you know what i take that back man you know what? i'm very proud of you today you finally did it yeah i take that back man you finally did it karen because uh, if i loved them i would have i would have been having them I used to love hot pockets, honey. If you, if I glanced at them, my my uh, 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 blood uh, uh, salt content would go up, sodium would go up. You just, I mean, it's just, it's good to see you, you know, coming to your own as a woman today. Thank you. Today is the day you became a woman officially in my eyes. Okay. Yeah, and, and the thing is, all jokes aside, I I think one reason why I don't eat them, I'm not gonna lie, y'all, I'm kind of bougie you know to an extent i'm like mm, i'm above that my thing is if you like hot pockets they three four dollars so you can't say you like them or you love them or they yummy or whatever if you never buy them dang, dang, and it's dang. been literally probably 20 years it's been forever you don't you don't buy hot pockets mm. you don't eat them i've had hot pockets in the house i've never had to go in there and be like oh what happened to my hot pockets never so, you can have them my nigga i know you was i know you don't like them but you was about to lie but then I you about fixed to say, it man they like like they're like they okay 60 percent of the audience agrees with you by the way so that's the vast majority 25 percent say yum i'm in the yum category i buy hot pockets every once in a while i don't eat them a lot but you know like once or twice a month i eat me a hot pocket you know and yuck that is 15 percent and the thing is once you start either being able to afford good food or cooking it's hard to go back to hot pockets man come on that 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 uh uh fake lava in that uh fake bread hitting your tongue i'm good and then uh i do like um uh the oodles and noodles i like but they don't really sell ramen pie oodles and noodles like that anymore i had to go to the international aisle and get like the the other kind the night soup noodles and shit so it's not the same Mm-mm. although they are good though mm-hmm. they probably are they better quality i'm just asking i mean th- th- i mean they all those shits are noodles. about the same to me yeah. okay so but you know they taste good they just don't have as many quote-unquote flavors beef chicken mm-hmm. vegetables like yeah, all that sodium yeah. in the pack yeah, yeah but i said that shit is single sodium through the roof too yeah you just use half of it i think i don't put a lot in there anyway mwangangi says they aren't really fit for human consumption but i ain't gonna front like i didn't spend some winter breaks living out of the vending machines and stored up dining hall food back in my day also i was a semi latch kid key kid 70s and 80s kid we ate horrible horrible things anybody remember kaboom cereal i do mm-hmm. or when you could buy the monster cereals frankenberry etc all the time my thing is my parents didn't buy that cereal like because one it was expensive yes it was so my parents they had two growing boys and we was getting bags of cereal and shit from like the bottom of the shelf at walmart i'm not trying funny boys can eat oh my god like you fuck around you be like i'm paying for four grown-ass adults but two of them don't work 
but my parents wasn't we we got like like you like you had lucky charms and shit we we did we got magic stars i don't know if y'all Come remember on. that but mm-hmm. we got the bags at the bottom yes, of Walmart. instead of fruit loops you got a uh, fruitios, fruitios. Mm-hmm. i had that shit i was fucking with it uh i mean i never was proud of it because I, I wanted to be like the commercials but i mean it plays close enough yeah it's like five dollars a box for 32 ounces or am i gonna get this big ass bag of three pounds for two dollars fifty cent you decide like you want toucan sam or you want parrot jackson you gonna get parrot jackson <laughs> yes you are this is what it was they got no commercials you don't get to say so you ain't got no job it's just a pair with a peg leg and fucking uh, eye patch on the on the front it's like he's been through some rough times and a ba- on a bag of cereal mm-hmm. and some kids and some parents when they got them snooty kids all they do is uh uh let the buy one box let them eat and just fill it up with the off brand and you know depending on the kid they can't tell the difference they just like oh it ain't off nah, brand. my parents weren't even pretending they weren't even doing oh, that bullshit. Oh, oh, I, nah, if I had a kid, a, I wouldn't either. But some you knew you was getting that. a bag of Parrot Jackson, and it wasn't. I don't yeah, know. It, I don't think I would. I don't even think I know a parent that would do some stupid shit like that. Like, not, at least not the no kids I know. Like, it's like no, we are a fucking Parrot Jackson uh fruitio's house yes and your friend your little friends don't fucking live here yeah uh, they don't know unless you tell them like you think i'm about to buy because one that would mean i have to buy a fucking box of fruit loops to even do that shit too mm-hmm. so it's like i'm not no you know what's in here magic stars nigga right okay <laughs> the ain't same no goddamn shapes ain't no leprechaun it's just a little person with a hat no leprechaun you don't got no powers ain't, ain't no rainbow ain't no toys in ain't it. ain't no gold mm-hmm. y'all y'all know the bags they don't they don't be a toy in the, in, right. in the inside you don't get no whistle you know they be like uh action fit nope you get none of that shit right you know what this is you lucky we didn't get raisin brand this week just fucking mm-hmm. enjoy and- this is actually a treat to get the bag of cereal as opposed to just the fucking wheat cereal that <laughs> i know <laughs> is eat. good for you that you won't eat much of because you ain't you'll realize you ain't that hungry when you gotta eat healthy come on you realize how hungry you are uh tv dinners with the store brand ones with the salisbury puck in the gravy oh that was the worst but we did the hungry man's oh y'all remember those mm-hmm. uh we did have the good government cheese surplus cheddar fuck yes all right rambling peace now i didn't have government cheese in my house like some of my relatives did but i never had to worry about eating that hard to cut ass cheese very often um although i have had a couple government cheese bologna sandwiches mm-hmm. uh Yep, fried you know. fried bologna yeah i've had i've had some you know i ain't shame but just it just that wasn't necessarily my experience growing up mm-hmm. like uh by the time i really started having formative memories we were mostly out of the hood like i shouldn't say hood that's a bad uh we were out of the projects but mm-hmm. may, we still lived in like a black neighborhood but you know but i loved it it's just you know it is it what it is come on uh who's still out here eating hot pockets i mean yuck says k can i am occasionally i'm about to ask hot pockets they still they still a they still in business dollar company they still in business i think they've been selling at dollar tree now still coming up with all kinds of weird ass flavors and shit i'm sure you know it chicken and gravy I'm like, who the <laughs> hell's gonna eat that <laughs> Hot pocket. I remember when they got too big. They just had flavors that made no fucking sense. Salisbury steak hot pockets. Like, 
this won't last long now it's back to just like pizza yeah. Tur- turkey and broccoli yeah they 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 doing the basics now yeah. they was like oh we was too wild we sh- we ain't had no business doing that 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 nacho cheese dorito hot pocket they was out of they was out of pocket for a while <laughs> they was like how far can we go and they don't even have any lean pockets no more they used to have a lot of those and mm-hmm. then they had the pretzel mm-hmm. version they had yeah. all these different things and now it's they just re- back to the basics they realize nobody's buying that shit i was although some I mean, of them, I, I, some I, of them made no sense teriyaki chicken in a hot pocket it just didn't make no sense and i've had the lean pockets and uh i don't mm-hmm. know if i had the pretzel pockets but yeah i've had them all okay if they made it i had it eve left a comment on our episode with our girl sharon paul uh new to the show we had a good conversation we did um eve says i really feel sorry for all the futures 50 11 all the futures 50 11 children he is such a loser money doesn't make you important his money has however emboldened him to be a bigger deadbeat piece of shit at this point if you let this nigga bust in you raw you basically ask for an l yeah i do wonder at what point is it just on these women because i'm not feeling i have a i have a limit to how many people i'm feeling sorry for it's like you get pregnant by future at this point yeah, you, i can't feel i can't you, keep feeling sorry yeah, for y'all you baby mama number 25 yeah mm. like you knew you know what? you knew did you what you are the eyes that super strong sperm what was the eyes that he you were gonna be the one he decided okay now it's time to be a good man and, the, and husband and father too like good luck with the lottery but mm. Have you ever worked a gig economy job like Uber, TaskRabbit, or Craigslist jobs? I have never. Me neither. I have done eBay, though. I would be scared to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I would, too. I think women specifically are more scared. But women do it, you know? Um, like, And if I did, I would probably be be in the statistic that wouldn't make it much money i'll probably mm-hmm. do doing daylight hours i never do nights. take less I, risky yes i mm-hmm. would probably never do concerts you know what i'm saying like i like i know me it will be not unless it's like a concert that i know oh well, i'm gonna know it's gonna be more women attending the concert or some shit like that but knowing me it's not something that i would do just for my own safety mm-hmm. uh have you ever worked the gig economy da, da, da. let's see who left the uh answers no 76 percent of people have not yes but just a little 20 percent so maybe you could say my ebay days when i used to sell like games and shit maybe but I, i'm not gonna i'm gonna say i didn't do it and then four percent yes a lot uh and then you know a lot of one of the things in the book that's so interesting uh the gig economy has actually shifted work towards people that are middle class and educated so a taxi job used to be a job for people who did not have college degrees Mm -hmm. so but it's a job you could go do you know how to drive a car boom it's now uber and lyft are jobs where something like 76 percent of the people have a college degree yes so so it's moved so what you would think oh and it's more supplemental income like it's like i have a regular job and i do this but the thing is it you would think that that also would be like beneath them and it's not so it's actually making people kind of accept a working atmosphere of a uh wage earner that was lower caste to them but now you could be a fucking doctor and you also drive lift yes which before it would have been unheard of and i think for 
a lot of people who do this have degrees not all particularly a lot of the millenniums they're in a lot of debts millennials they're in a lot of debts Mm -hmm. and a lot of their main jobs don't fucking pay enough like let's keep that real people fail to realize like they want 25 years of experience but you fresh out of school bitch i don't got it like come mm-hmm. on now and and you know and then you be like i'm in you know two hundred thousand dollars worth of debt for a home that i will never ever live in and uh i, I read a study i think yesterday the day before yesterday that says like more than uh because of the coronavirus and because of the student loan debt uh most uh young people stay with their parents longer they was like people are staying to like almost 30 now or plus like living home with either one or both parents because it's very very expensive to pick up these costs so you do have a lot of people go yes i have a degree but this isn't sufficient i have a degree i have roommates you know people will, uh with degrees with roommates with degrees and we still don't make enough to hit rent so we have to kind of do this to like you say supplement income you know you do have a percentage where this is extra income but more wouldn't surprise me if as you read you realize more and more people may do this just to just to actually meet middle middle ground or, or be in the median income. yeah well they're just trying not to fall down correct like they're just trying not to go low lower in class so i have to do this to maintain my apartment and my savings and my uh car and shit like that like they're just trying not to because we know that wage stagnation and inflation has hit the middle class yes yes and on the low is like the middle class is slowly disappearing if people Mm -hmm. are not paying attention uh because in this country we don't tax the rich like we're supposed to and so that money has to come from somewhere so it's coming from the middle class yeah and so if you tax the middle class then you will tax the middle class to the point where the where a lot of people fall out of the middle class and they fall into poverty and more and more people are falling out of the middle class there's a lot of people depend on where you live in this country where a few years ago you would have been in the middle class but now you're literally at or below the poverty line you know and that number of varies you know across the country you can make let's say fifty thousand dollars in some states to be balling you can make fifty thousand dollars in other states and in other cities and barely make it mm-hmm. um but yeah so uh, i think i gave the poll results um raven says i was a movie extra for from a job that was posted on craigslist one of my twitter mutuals posted about it and i applied it was an indie movie with no big name stars but it was an all-black cast and crew and i had a blast that's dope Good for you mwangangi says uh or is it mwangangi anyway uh says never an official one but when i got out of to cali i stood on the corner with the day laborers waiting to hop on the back of a pickup truck for work mm. wow yeah i mean and and, and, I, and that, I, that's like the gig economy before we had apps a uh, true and i'm not even gonna lie i've only seen that on tv and i'm pretty sure if out in every major city there are places like that i just don't know where they are you know where right. people where, where people actually stand out there and wait to get in front of Lowe's. you know you know some places in front of Lowe's is where that happens oh people do that all the time just stand in front of Lowe's, and you'd you be like i got a project boom okay yeah that's, you don't need to be seat, part of no underground club for that one you just we don't have a house or whatever so right, we so never, i'm not looking for the jobs so, you know it's yeah. like doing dope i don't i don't know where to get the dope at yeah go to front of home depot or some shit and they be out there all the time uh all right the last one is our recap of lovecraft country uh episode was called the birth of lsa 
uh ev says this show just keeps getting better and better while i would have liked something to have happened to that racist ass cop i love seeing those white boys getting theirs in the end i kind of figured leticia was a virgin after there was blood during her encounter with tick i'm sure that's not the kind of whap he had in mind but this definitely makes her character so nuanced and i love that about the show can't wait for the next episode yeah it also reveals that one dude was lying on his dick um mm-hmm. but yeah yeah I, I, and i wonder if they're setting up that racist cop for a longer term villain oh we're not seeing the last of him like we're gonna see him in another episode or two because i mean he's seen the he's seen to know that doctor and maybe he's mm-hmm. actually affiliated with that um group that went through people wouldn't be surprising trey says oh my god Ryder karen i have to say how amazing that scene with letty uh helping her ancestors diasporally uh diasporically i guess diaspora uh diasporally speaking i call them that because technically they were since they were tortured and murdered by that sick fuck of a doctor experimenting on all of them the brilliance of her character helping the victims get some sort of justice and peace by helping get rid of the doctor who uh was also a ghost was truly amazing i love how once letty realized what was done to those people she wanted to help the victims and also in turn help the living black people she was trying to help by opening the boarding house misha and her writers are doing an amazing job with this show also Ryder can i wanted to recommend the official show podcast for you guys lovecraft country radio hosted by ashley ford and shannon houston one of the writers of the show is really dope and informative yeah i'm not gonna do that because i don't like to listen to recaps and do recaps because then it feels like there's overlap and then it feels like i'm just telling y'all what i heard on somebody else's show that i already did the recap that we're doing and if that's the case go listen to their show and that's not a knock on mm-hmm. them and i heard it's good yeah like mm-hmm. you know if anything i might check it out after we're done with all our recaps mm-hmm. but i don't want to do a thing where every week i'm regurgitating what some people already know and said and um and i think uh i just want people to understand what we're doing we're not doing this show to get all the pieces oh no like we're not doing this as a research thing we're doing it as a fun thing Mm -hmm. some of the stuff just happens to tie into things we pick up but we're not gonna pick it all up because that's definitely not like that's not our thing there are podcasts and people that i know that that's their shit they've read the books they are over it they you know they can tell you all the all the trails and all it's that like stuff. And, and you know it's my personal belief and maybe there's some arrogance to it too but i think what we do is unique and i think it's a lot it because it's unique it stands out that we don't we have never read a game of thrones book Mm-mm. we didn't look up any theories about who the fuck was the gonna be on the throne we didn't even care about that shit sure didn't and i think that's why our recaps are better than other people's recaps because everybody else is playing this other puzzle piece game of like putting this shit together and that's cool and there's there's goodness to be found in that it is but if if i'm recapping something i want to be able to like make it kind of more entertaining and more of our own so so you know i've to this day like i've never really listened to other people's game of thrones a couple times i listen to some other people do game of thrones recaps and you know i I would always be like i mean it's good for what it is but i just want to make sure what we do is different and i don't want to be kind of sharking what they do and being like well they said this so you know y'all check out this podcast because they said that this is where this came from and sometimes you know people we find shit out later it's just like oh okay we didn't know that you know Mm -hmm. and no i know for us we started reading 
the walking dead after we began to watch the tv show but the joy of the walking dead is that they didn't follow the books and that's why i loved it excuse me for the fact that they didn't follow tit for tat on the books and i like that they decide that we're going to do things completely different and, and actually to an extent they actually covered things better on the tv show than they did in the actual comics yeah so um but but yeah i, I might check them out later and also i do i mean hbo don't put out no bullshit that Chern- mm-hmm. chernobyl podcast is great so i'm sure this joint is great too and i mean you got one of the writers on the show I'm, I'm sure she knows all the shit of every reference of everything right. so you know um like i was reading a facebook post from one of my friends who said that the the lay poll at the, the poem at the beginning about go fly that letty was to letty was from like a, a a thing nike did i think where like it was just like a long post about it i was like i would have never fucking known that Mm-mm. you know and, and it's okay that i didn't know that uh what's more scary on this show racism or the mother the monsters and the ghosts karen racism 95 percent of our audience goes with racism five percent thinks it's the monsters and ghosts joe says uh racism is definitely scary my great uncle who owned a funeral home would tell us you don't have to worry about the dead they can't hurt you it's the niggas that are alive you have to keep an eye on come on that's true uncle's a wise person uh all right let's get into uh voicemail we got one voicemail this week uh, at our number. Hey, this is Little Purple CD. I was trying to find some people that can help me with freestyling and trying to find um, a team that can help me get pushed harder and harder into the music. Uh, just leaving a voicemail and just letting you know. Uh, calling back. Bye. I think they dialed the wrong number. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck with that, buddy. Okay. Wrong um, number, baby. A lot of freestyles going on out here, and uh, the game is is cold. But this is not the rap podcast, Mm-mm. so probably meant to call like Joe Budden or something and just call this number accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happens. Uh, B writes in lovecraft country season one episode three get the fuck out of my house man after that episode i felt like black people everywhere might need an exorcism or whatever that was spiritually psychologically or otherwise it was very satisfying if only we could do that and the white people would leave this would be dope side note hoping you will review project power all i'm saying all i'll say is i'm already ready for a sequel you know what we did review it i believe me and justin um did a review of it mm-hmm. um uh because you know me and justin review movies sometimes uh karen is normally just watching i'm playing uh video games and stuff and i still watch some of these movies on these streaming platforms and then i'm like i can either do a solo review and or review with justin and a lot of times i forget and so you know last couple of weeks, i mean if you're a sport movie review person there i mean we've been reviewing movies me and justin uh mm-hmm. project power the lovebirds a fall from grace fatal affair uh and yeah, then you- karen and i reviewed the old guard mm-hmm. oh yeah that was fun and there's been some other ones you just haven't reviewed yeah. yeah so yeah they were still doing them so yeah we reviewed that movie um and hopefully you'll like it uh, i still put our fatal affair and uh fall from grace reviews up against anybody who's ever done a movie review in the history of reviews i think me and justin did it better than anyone ever period and 
i defy you motherfuckers to tell me different uh looking forward to your review uh this week's lovecraft 100 percent here for the show thanks b mm-hmm. uh let's see um oh this is just kind of uh, it's kind of hard to show on the show oh i, I guess i can show y'all my screen but uh someone sent uh email called looney coons and it was that black woman from um kim something from the she had a video where in baltimore where she talked about how the democrats ain't done nothing for black people and shit and she had a red dress on and she was walking through the streets of baltimore talking about how terrible baltimore was and you know to vote for her and then it came out she's basically a trump supporter Uh, hello Ryder Karen I've been a big fan of you since 2016 I heard your 2168th show biggest podcast love recently and you mentioned a certain young woman running for Congress in the state of Maryland while I can't uh get out take all the credit for the idea someone else beat me to it I'll just embellish it I hope you like it uh Tommy Gunn yeah and it says Looney Coons don't vote for Kim Clackick a lot of k's hmm wonder if that's how she spells it for u.s congress 2020 shit <laughs> so i thought it was funny but you know i obviously i would not vote for that woman and hey, y'all don't either yeah miss smart says lovecraft country episode three what hey karen rod hey karen and rod what it do this episode is a perfect example of what happens when the young folks disrespect tradition how they moved up in that house into that white neighborhood in the era and did have the house didn't have a house blessed everyone knows you get a house apartment and tent blessed before you move in i don't mean none of that sage burning either i mean blessed by a sweated pastor preferably one arriving in the cadillac carrying a well-worn bible and not an ipad wearing a black suit come on and pulling out a monogrammed white handkerchief to dab his sweat come on and some olive oil mm-hmm putting in cross forms on the doors and mm-hmm. shit yes sir the episode started at a church uh a service but not nary pastor from mount moriah on the rock of, of plymouth first apostate uh, assembly missionary baptist church was asked to come pray over the house before they moved in Mm-mm. had a pastor or the creole woman or a priest with some holy water or any given praying grandmother did a blessing before they moved in they could have avoided all the later hodinkery mm-hmm. <laughs> also the message of this episode is that it's going to take the strength of us and our ancestors to defeat the evil of whiteness or am i thinking too deeply cheers miss smart head usher um i don't know if you think it too deeply Mm-mm. i think this is a show that rewards thinking very deeply mm-hmm. so you know yeah I'm, I'm not gonna say uh i can't say you did think too deeply Mm-mm. uh sonya just sent us a picture of her wearing her um her mask uh for the blackout tips day because she wanted to know if we were gonna make a post with everybody wearing that stuff and she wanted to get in on this mm-hmm. uh this love fest and she got a thanos was right oh oh i like that yeah i like her hair too mm-hmm. and and then she also has the shirt of us from the live show design yeah so Thanos that was cool right um yeah also you know there's a sale right now guys if you haven't it's a sale if you go to the uh store there's a sale the t public store just go to t public.com put it in slash t dot com. put in tbgwt it'll take you to our store all our designs are in there and stuff and um 
yeah man 35 percent off right now i i i say take advantage of it you know shipping times are a little longer than normal right now mm-hmm. but i say take advantage of it you know you'll have your gear here within a couple weeks and send us pictures and stuff mm-hmm. Latia Leti- writes in so i'm 17 episodes behind i don't know how that happened but i specifically listened to the feedback show at the chat with bozo's death and i want to say thank you for playing your clip i called the show when he was on the cover of some magazines i immediately thought of that ride clip last time um i heard it it made me both laugh and cry life is too short not to give people their flowers so here's yours you two are a staple in my my life more than you know this show has saved me so many times karen's laugh is everything not to mention your ability to see others points of view with understanding and ride your insight and perspective is otherworldly i'm just so happy to have found you niggas lol thank you once again uh no clever name oh thank you thank you and we appreciate the flowers we will take them while we can smell them okay we will um and i'm glad you know uh glad you found a home here mm-hmm. uh slick and slacious says hi to blackout tips uh fam i know you've been there's been interest in how social media affects you i f- figured i passed along a doc i seen recently on hulu y'all might like it's called public figures oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, i'm gonna check that out i added it to my hulu okay P.S. I get, I just got into Lovecraft Country, and one thing that I haven't heard anyone mention: the scene where the wizards are watching the team before dinner reminded me of the surveillance state and the digital experiments they do. For instance, I heard uh, Clearview AI, the facial recognition tech that searches the net, was originally just rich people's plaything. Anyway, thanks for providing a dark slash black place for us to lay these heavy eyes to rest for a moment. Well, thank you for writing in, Slick and Slacious. And uh, I hadn't even thought of that. But yeah, maybe it could be what it was. Uh, let's see. Uh, B also wrote in, Narcissist, trust your gut feeling. Four rules to avoid bad relationships. Intuition explained on YouTube. And there's a link to a YouTube video that's like an hour long. Obviously, we can't play that. Mm-mm. But it's a, just someone talking about narcissism. Mm-hmm. Hi, Rod and Karen. I've been listening to your show for about two years. When I heard this talk, I thought of some of the topics you discuss on your show and around personality, and I wanted to share this video. It reminded me of what you share with your audience and your experiences. In a way, I think of Karen as being intuitive and Rod as being a highly sensitive person, which I learned from this guy. It is the more correct reference to what in popular culture is called empaths. Okay. Uh, highly sensitive person. I guess people probably don't like that because people take being highly sensitive as an insult or some shit right. i don't know i i just call it empath because that's how i learned it but I, I mean i i mean i am one and i wouldn't be offended by either designation his delivery is rather academic and can be acerbic at points uh but i loved his that it highlighted a very important resource we had to protect ourselves from predators our intuition yes girl listen i'm leaning into it b okay intuition saving your boy like i said it's a bit academic and maybe best enjoyed over a chill glass of shard uh <laughs> uh thanks for the opportunity to share thank you thank you and last one is from marlene um how much time we got we got uh, 47 okay uh howdy hope this email finds you and karen well i just wanted to thank you for all that you for everything you do this quarantine has been the eye opener i'm i'm in la my family is in chicago when this thing started i had car trouble and i couldn't get to a store i reached out to my quote-unquote friends out here because i was down uh to two rolls of tissue the response was well i guess you better shit and shower 
ah well, i mean uh, i guess i'll see why you put friends in quotes at, the, at that time instacart was scheduling grocery delivery for at least a week away uber and lyft was sporadic i never felt so alone in my life one of my neighbors and that la's a driving town so mm-hmm. you know not having a car people don't understand man you're not in one of these commuter cities not having a car is a beast right and a lot of people from like these up north of chicago or places where like the subway is heavy move down south and it's a shocker to them where they be like you got to have a car like yes bitch you better have a car you can't get nowhere and with coronavirus we not supposed to be around each other Mm-mm. so you know taking public transportation even taking an uber or lyft is kind of dangerous mm-hmm. um you know but also at this same time you end up with friends and neighbors that can't feel like they can't trust you you know like uh, what if you ain't been socially isolated and now i'm gonna get fucking coronavirus because i drove my car with you and now i'm dying you know mm-hmm. one of my neighbors an older black woman called me out of the blue and loved on me she gave me six rolls of tissue and took me to the store i've never had a real conversation with this woman but she had me on her mind this woman is 69 and she has asthma but she took the risk of going out during the pandemic to make sure i was good real tears wow Mm-hmm. anyhow anywho i still managed to tune in to you karen and everyone in the chat and you all made me feel like i had virtual friends i just wanted to thank you all for turning turning my ears my tears into laughter and making me feel less alone be encouraged marlene oh thank oh, you marlene thank you yeah it, it can be tough out there and you know it's just one of those things even though it's a pandemic and things like that and the world is all over the place there are actually people that care i have that type of personality where if somebody is like laid on my heart heavily because sometimes i'm just doing shit and and sometimes the person would just constantly cross my mind i'll just call and check on them because i was like hey this person isn't laying on my heart i constantly crossing my mind and i know a lot of people are very different for no reason and a lot of times when i reach out most of the time and i tell them i don't want nothing just checking on you like how are Mm -hmm. you and i'm similar like if I, someone's on my mind i reach out to them and uh you know i call them and so when they answer the phone i'll be like let me borrow twenty dollars man you know no. like what's going on with your money right now you know what i'm saying mm. let me let me hold something you Don't know what i'm saying like hey you gotta uh mm. i see you got that nice new car you know what i'm saying he would let, never y'all. let your boy drive mm-hmm. it you know he would never. that's you know you've been on my mind lately i've seen on facebook you've been like kind of out here stunting on them and shit you know that's a nice watch you know what i'm saying like just let them know that i'm watching them clocking them you know what i'm saying trying to think of ways they can help me don't you know that's kind of friend don't, i am don't y'all listen to that you man. know i like at first i'd be like is everything okay you doing good they'd be like yeah and i'd be like cool well while i got you here um paypal.me slash you know rod tbgwt let's do this so you know <laughs> just keep it real with your friends is all i'm saying uh but nah that's cool man and i don't know how that woman knew to reach out this is i don't know like i don't necessarily believe in god but sometimes i feel like it must be something because what the fuck how's that possible mm-hmm. something to tug at you something like that's it's gotta be something the fuck out of there i mean i don't know maybe it's just like aliens or something i don't know how the fuck she know that I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know what i mean like i remember one time karen's car broke down in south carolina and just some fucking dude that worked on cars drove by and i and had we some went, of the most redneckest voices you ever heard we in your went life. to we drove to the fucking um auto zone right before they closed he bought the parts yes, that he did. needed to fix up my car and then i bought him a 
a, a tool set or some shit mm-hmm. i had to write a check for it because we didn't have the money Mm-mm. um and then he just fucking fixed the car for like whatever them tools i bought mm-hmm. he was happy and to get them tools. we got back to charlotte like who do, and that was some white redneck dude i mean i, I mean when he talked you would you you would think that uh he had a hood in his like car. when i thought he was gonna pull up and be like the fuck what are y'all y'all ain't from around here he, come on he pulled up and was like how can i help y'all so you just never fucking know mm-hmm. man all right y'all we'll be back later in the week uh i i don't know how consistent the schedule will be this week i know labor day is coming monday mm-hmm. but i do know we are gonna have janelle james back on the show yay who started a new podcast yes she did uh, i think it's called you in danger girl something like that uh don't let me fuck up but just janelle james put that in the search engine yeah. uh, <laughs> uh janelle Ga- janelle james new podcast It'll pop yeah up. yeah uh so you know uh it's uh it's just you know we'll we'll be back this week and i know i have an interview with juliet shore who wrote after the gig tomorrow so uh we'll talk to you guys then um until then check out our store mm-hmm. t com uh and put in the black guy who tips or put in tvgwt and go get your shit while it's on sale for labor's day okay get your drip get your swag we so you can participate in these these pictures that people tag us mm-hmm. in and so, all that stuff so you can uh floss us social distancing mm-hmm we love you okay so until then i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.